welcome to the next episode of the Powerless Podcast. In this episode, I talked to Desmond, who is the vocalist um, and lyricist of the band Career Day from New York. It's an emo punk band that is a very interesting band. It takes a lot of inspiration uh, musically from bands like Taking Back Sunday, uh, Blink-182. We talk a bit about Blink-182 and kind of get into the weeds of, of kind of our opinions on the various areas of the band. Um and yet at the same time, this band is very interesting, especially in the um, conception of this podcast, that the lyrics are very much all about anti-imperialism, um, critiquing the U.S. government, critiquing racism, critiquing all these different uh, social and political aspects that we talk about that not a lot of the emo um, bands that are more uh, talking about personal relationships or things of that nature uh, dive into. Uh you know, one of the, again, one of their biggest influences would be bands like Taking Back Sunday or things from that kind of uh, mid two thousands emo era, as well as some other more modern ones that we get into as well. And dive into a lot of the topics from the record. If you haven't listened to it yet, the the record from the band Where We've Always Been um, from again the band uh, Career Day is absolutely fantastic. Definitely check it out. Whether you're a fan of emo pop punk um, music in that realm or uh, you're you're into these sort of topics that we're talking about in the vein of either socialism, anti-imperialism, all these different things. It was an absolutely fantastic conversation with Desmond. Uh, we went pretty long, so I'm going to keep this intro pretty short, but I just really hope you guys check out the whole thing. We dive into a lot of fun things from different music topics to also all these different situations um, that influence this record. Talk about Desmond's um, personal life experience when it comes to being uh uh, Filipino American, um, and talking about some of the different advocacy things he's done in that realm, his trips to the Philippines, all these different things that I just think are really interesting, and not not something a lot of thing a lot of people talk about in uh, music based podcasts. So I really appreciate Desmond coming on and doing this. Um, just as a reminder, before we get into the episode, you can reach me on all social media at the Powerless Pod. Email me at thepowerlesspod at gmail .com. We have a couple of pretty cool guests coming up in the next few weeks so just make sure to, to go to all those things subscribe where you listen to podcasts whether it's youtube or podcast platforms um, reach out to me i love to hear from people i've been getting some cool messages from people i've never talked to before about how they've kind of stumbled upon the podcast um and and really enjoy it so again reach me on all those things make sure to check out career day at career day ny on social media um, and before we get into the episode, I'm just going to plug the band Whole Heart Metalcore Band from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, put out my favorite EP, Dreams to Die With You, in 2022. Uh, they do have a new song coming out very soon that I haven't gotten a chance to listen to yet, but I'm really stoked to check it out. So make sure to look at Whole Heart um, on all social media, Whole Heart underscore US, I believe on Instagram. Check them out on YouTube. Check them out on all streaming platforms. I'll play a clip from Whole Heart right before this uh conversation with desmond hits and then we'll get into the conversation with desmond from career day thanks so much Away. 
Powerless Podcast with Desmond uh, from Career Day, a New York City-based band, uh, emo, punk rock, pop punk, whatever you want to call it, band from, from the New York City area. Um, how, are, how are you doing today, man? I'm, I'm doing uh, better than I was for the previous eight hours after having to wake up to move my car for one of the many bureaucratic hellscape nightmares of New York City, uh, I had to move my car for alternate side parking, uh, and then sounds then, awful. <laughs> then, then uh, you know the very important work of uh, emails and Microsoft Excel spreadsheets. Uh, you know, very, very, very thrilling. Uh, you know, that's my passion, really. I just I, I yeah, do the music yeah. for the money. Um, but that that's the the passion really um yeah no, yeah no, that's I'm what punk rock is pu- all about baby. all about alt- alternate parking and microsoft excel spreadsheets probably more than people realize actually when it comes to touring at least and keeping books right it's um, all about that v lookup baby that, that's right that's right well uh thanks so much for coming on um you and i got in contact basically just through social media when i shared a few things and kind of noticed that this would be a great conversation for us to have because your band I think is unique in a way of the genre that you're in and also the the topics that you cover and what I mean by that is you know I'm a big fan of a lot of the emo uh, pop punk bands especially of the mid-2000s whether it was Taking Back Sunday or not so much now but you know one of the bands that got me started writing my own music as just like an amateur musician was brand new which i don't re- listen to much anymore we won't get into all that Ooh. but you know you know but but the, the the point being like it's uh music that's very near and dear to my heart but also it's not the sort of genre space that a lot of times you see a band talking about the issues that your band very explicitly in your lyrics at least from the latest album talks about right which i thought was a really cool thing actually before we even started recording this obviously the second you got in contact with me i checked out the record um and i sent it to one of my friends that's also very politically engaged and loves emo music and he was like i so needed this this is awesome like i hell yeah brother let's go yeah he's a a big taking back sunday fan and and uh big into politics and so i was like here's this band you know they they he cited taking back sunday as one of their big influences and they also talk about anti-imperialism and police brutality and he was like oh i'm so in so um all that being said here uh to kind of get started here, I'd like to talk, obviously, about the latest record your band has put out um, and the lyrical content from any of the number of songs that are on a lot of these issues. Um, also talk about what got you started in music. I also know that you are a part of at least one organization I could find from Instagram, um, <laughs> the Northeastern Coalition to Advance Genuine Democracy in the Philippines. So you're obviously a bit into activism as well. So, you know, sure. we'll, we'll kind of get into all those things as they come about in the conversation. Um, but to start, I would really, really love to talk about the record um, that you guys put out in 2022, where we've always been. Uh, first of all, from a music standpoint, great record. I think it um, very much sounds like the influences you all state you have from those kind of classic emo pop punk um, backgrounds. But again, like I said, the interesting thing about it is the lyrics are so explicitly about a lot of social and political issues um, I know from at least your biography that you have on on Spotify, you talk about that a lot of these things come from both your personal activism as the lead singer, and I'm guessing the primary vocal or lyricist, I should say, of, of the band. Um, you know, your experiences as being a Filipino American and also the activism that you do. Um, but let's let's just kind of get into I'm sure there's 
a lot to talk about for the influences lyrically and musically for this record. Um, but to start off just in general, and then we can maybe get into a couple of the specific songs. Uh, what were some of the big, whether it was events, whether it was things you read, you know, from a political activist standpoint, whatever else, what were some of the big influences you had lyrically for this record? Because as I said earlier, it's a very, you know, politically driven record, especially for the genre that you play in, you know? For sure. So, so lyrically, I mean, like as far as, it's hard to think of, of perhaps flash points as much as, or like specific, I guess, moments as much as the, so I was working, uh, when I guess a, a flashpoint and it's, it's a bit, it comes off a bit cliche, uh, but you know, 2016, a little bit before that too, just the, the, the ginning up of just our constant social media interaction, uh, being nothing but the worst of people that you seemingly thought were fucking normal, uh, quote unquote, yeah. normal people that you went to high school with that like to call them apolitical almost comes off more political than any of their stand, their general ongoings were, but watching people that I knew kind of seeing both on social media and in real life, people that I, you know, had grown up with, I grew up in the suburbs. I grew up on long Island on the, on the border of Queens and long Island. And, uh, watching the, the changes that I saw, you know, happen in people, um, this rise of like, uh, coded kind of, uh, white national, like a mix of nationalism, ethno-nationalism, uh, that was just kind of rising and, and people that you used to just be able to, I don't know, talk, used to talk hockey with and, and that was right. just fine. Like that was it. We talked about, uh, you know, always sunny or something like that. Like, and, and, yeah. and that was, you know, we kept it moving and, and then out of nowhere, they're starting to complain about how they're getting a raw deal in life and, and how what's happened to our country and all this just weird. It's like you live in a, you've lived in a house and you got a job from your dad. What are you talking about? What, 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 what yeah. have you not gotten? I, I'm not sure. So seeing that general slide mixed with how frustrating it was when, so when the election happened, I was already kind of starting to dip my toes in, into just uh, uh, issues, I guess. Just try, but but really was just getting in social media arguments. So in a way, becoming part of the problem. And when the right. election happened, or leading up to the election, I I had signed up for uh, a community organizing fellowship at the American Civil Liberties uh, Union of New York. They're like state based. Uh, branch. And, uh, so I started doing like a community organizing fellowship there while, uh, and then eventually started working at the ACLU of New York, uh, in their Nassau County, um, Long Island office. Um, and so as that was going on, like uh, that's, that's 2016. Uh, and then I get officially hired in 2017. Um, it was, it was kind of jarring, Seeing, seeing the, that like, you know, my work and my passions being, you know, focused on, I guess what you just loosely call like cause work advocacy, I guess. And, and 
you know, trying to involve myself in, in some sort of something that felt active and transformative. And, uh, and it was frustrating. It, 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 when I would go from, you know, working, um, working a shift where, you know, I'm, I, I was like in charge of our, you know, intake line and people that are dealing with all sorts of, uh, issues regarding, uh, uh, police brutality, uh, 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 racial policing, uh, discrimination, um, uh, harassment of, of undocumented workers and, and individuals. And, and, and then, you know, going from, you know, I, I end the day there. And then, you know, if I, if I go to a show of bands that are playing, you know, pop punk emo music, my favorite sound of, of music, the, it felt like I was visiting a place that was, uh, like a an infomercial for like a world that does not doesn't exist like, like it, you know these songs nice. these songs feel like like uh they feel like songs that exist in a fictional world like like a, a song mm-hmm. songs that i would hear in a movie that that are can't be drawn from the world that i am you know clearly uh the, the world that's going on the world that i'm i'm like doing my best to bring myself into and and that dissonance was something that, cause we, so we put out like a, a demo in 2018 and kind of just, just two songs. And it, it really was just a demo, you know, just to write, write a couple songs with some friends and put it out. And, you know, it was one of those things where like, all right, well, this isn't really going to work as a band. Just everyone's kind of in different places and, and whatnot. But I, I was like, you know what, let me get back into this, but let me finish working. Cause I was working for the ACLU, but I was working part-time. So I had to fill my time with event security and driving for Lyft. So I was just completely exhausting myself yeah. uh, mentally, yeah. psychologically, physically. And, uh, and I was like, but let me, you know, find some people to write with. And, and, you know, when I cut, co- when I come back though, it's, it's, you know, uh, I want to posit all the things that I think are not being said in spaces well, frankly, there's a lot of privilege in them, which is not a bad thing. You can use your privilege for good, but there's just a lot of idle right. privilege in the house. And considering how a- online the scene is and genre is, I know y'all see what's going on in the world and you're not engaging in it. And that's fine. I mean, it sucks, but if you're not going to engage in it, me yelling at you, you know, just from the sidelines to engage in it isn't going to do anything. But I'll I'll write some songs and 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 get to it and uh, you know weirdly um, we 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 had we'd put out an EP during the pandemic that was that was three songs that we wrote just before the pandemic um, in the late 2019 just to just to have you know um, you know you you find your chemistry with a new group of people and and put out songs and. Uh, those aren't necessarily political songs, but those, those they're definitely life weary uh, songs. And right. uh, and uh, but you know the right before, right before, like February twenty twenty, I think it was. Um, we and so it's twenty twenty. We're already in the election year, and and everything's about you know the election because this, this this is a country that all that matters is the elections. Not not changing anything, but the parties that that get to operate as companies remind you, hey, you got to buy our product this year. Um, 
you, know, you got to donate I, to to the to the multimillionaires, right? Yeah. Got to do it. Act blue, baby. Beto is going to kick. He's going to kick flip. He's going to kick flip his way to Congress, baby. Uh, and and I love it. like twenty twenty, like you know, there was so February twenty twenty, like already knew and and had some ideas of like had some lyrical concepts, but not necessarily songs for things I wanted to explore. Um, and, uh, like lines written or, or like, yeah, in some cases, lines written, um, concepts written out, but it, uh, February, 2020, I think it was, we, we were having practices gearing up for shows that what was supposed to be our first shows that ended up not happening because of the whole thing. Um, yeah, but, uh, two songs, uh, no problem. And if only came together literally like the structures of them and i believe the bass melodies for them came together no problem i remember like a practice like like we we walked in it did not exist and we walked out and basically the song existed uh the choruses existed um and 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 i think maybe after the following practice if only was in a similar place and and you know that, that no problem is a song about uh about marginalization and tokenization and and predominantly white spaces and kind of reclaiming and asserting um your autonomy of of definition and and empowerment and if only is a song that uh is just a song about realizing you live in a world of just rampant rampant and and, and in a lot of cases preventable deaths that grieving it becomes difficult when you don't know what the fuck to say to people when right. they've lost their you know they've lost a sibling you know they've lost uh, largely to drug overdose was was one of the the, the premises of that song although after, throughout the pandemic it took on a different kind of meaning but we had right. those songs that were very heartfelt and then COVID happens, everything shuts down, and I had nothing but time to think about things. And, you know, with all of the, with the rampant and pre- the, the such a widespread rampant and preventable death uh, spike that was COVID, all of the, all of the inequities that were, all, all of the desperation that was already there that got worse and all the people that for the first time got to be introduced to how close to, to the cliff you live, even if you think you're doing everything the quote unquote right way and 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 you know, you have the you're you're working because you know, to contribute to this world, to be of value, you have to work and you, all these things, doing things the right way, like how close you actually are. And, you know, all of the all of the the uh Black Lives Matter, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, uh Ahmad Arbery, um you know, protests and, and, and flashpoints, all those were things that, so we, I guess this is a long way of saying the vision for doing something was there and, and in a grim way, the opportunity arose by virtue of there being nothing. Cause like, like I said, I went from, I, I, I had just gotten a new job March 9th, the same dumbass job I'm working now. And 
if any of my coworkers find this and it's one of the ones that doesn't know that I'm in a band, but you started finding me on LinkedIn and somehow you're finding out on my social medias, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'm the, I'm the longest <laughs> tenure person in the department now. So what are you going to do? But, but, um, you know, it, it's one of those things where I had, I had just gotten the real job right before the, the 40 hours, Monday to Friday, nine to five. And luckily I was able to keep it because again, literally March 9th, New York city, uh, office job was my first day in the job. And luckily they had a project for me to work on. So I was kept on, stuck the job. So all I did was open their laptop for eight hours a day and did date like data entry basically. So I had time and my mind, uh, had nothing but time to work on song ideas and, and, uh, you know, it was one of those things where there's a lot of space that's covered on this album lyrically. And, and I, I had a feeling I wanted to, because I know the genre isn't particularly uh, built for or, or, you know, predominantly engaged with politics. I'd rather, and sometimes I'm not sure if this was, this was the, 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 the best idea from a business standpoint, but I kind of don't care. Like, and I, not, a, I don't care, but like, earnestly, I think it's better to take in a lot of dense commentary, even if it is wedged into two and a half minute, uh, two and a half to three minute, like, you know, uh, Blink-182, Alkaline Trio, Taking Back Sunday, Motion City soundtrack type songs. Like, the more the better, I think. The more to chew on, right. the better. And, uh, and having that time i looked at jacob um guitarist that that we a lot of a lot of our writing kind of starts is just like guitar like bouncing vocal melody ideas and or guitar ideas at each other and seeing mm-hmm. what what works is like let's just sit cuz we're never going to have as much time you never have a chance you, you never have multiple chances to do a first album as a band right and 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 you will never have more time the logistical like uh a nuisance that is being in a band and having to juggle everybody's juggle your own schedule within context of this thing. And this thing is, uh, three to sometimes like six other people's, uh, schedules. Like we'll never have as much time to just devote to creating something. And we're trying to do something that's kind of like unique or it's a fusion of a bunch of different, not sounds, but a sound like trying to to take a very dense thing and fit it into a very kind of um, not con- constrained is the wrong word, but like compact. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thing. You're right. You're you're not writing. Uh, you're not writing like six minute long epilogues to like you know do yeah. this massive storytelling project on these songs. These songs are still very much like pop punk emo band length songs conventionally, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I I really do I that's and you, you say it's not a good business which like like you just said and I'll reiterate like who like in a certain sense you don't give a fuck about the business angle if it's something you really care about talking about but also you know to be frank from a business standpoint this also does make your band a little more unique than the next emo or pop punk band right like as much as like talking explicitly about politics can be polarizing which fuck them whatever but like uh. You know, the fact that you're talking about that in a genre like you just said yourself is otherwise, you know, either talking about 
more like personal relationship stuff or maybe they're doing a little bit of storytelling or they're doing angsty boy whatever shit you know like yeah it yeah. It, it, it does it does kind of create your own lane in a way right so so even from that standpoint i know that's not what you were thinking about but like from my from my perspective it makes you stick out a little bit more and it it in some ways it might get you some some other you know eyes on you like like mine or my friends i was talking about that otherwise maybe wouldn't have gotten on there right so, for, so yeah there, for there sure. is that to be said with it right um Thanks for going over all of that. I really appreciate it. Like, it does make a lot of sense, both from you working at a branch of the ACLU, which that's fucking cool. That's 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 great. Although I'm sure it was very taxing um, emotionally. Uh, you know, doing doing that, um, getting started with this band, and kind of having a lot of time during lockdown times, during pandemic times, during kind of a remote data entry job or whatever else it might be to really reflect on these things. Uh, you know, because I. I looking at this full length record, you know, I was looking through some of the lyrics again today before we were uh, going to do this. And, you know, to say that you cover a lot of topics is an understatement. You know, I think, <laughs> um, There's what, there's 10 songs. And I yeah. would say that you cover more social issues than some bands that are even kind of politically charged do in a couple albums, you know, like every song kind of hits a different perspective or a different facet or a different topic. Um, like you said, things going on in the world, obviously during the pandemic, uh, you know, or, or during that year with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, the election, you know, bureaucratic political bullshit, like the whole nine yards, um, those things all like, it's tough to fit a lot of that even into a full length record. And I think you guys did a good job of really kind of talking about these things in a way that is, um, you know, very current for what's going on in the world, but also like very, I don't know, like it's, it's not like you, you lost anything in the melodies or you lost anything in the songwriting process. Right. It's, it's still very much like a great sounding emo pop punk record. It just happens to be on way heavier topics than, than the, than the next band over. Right. For sure. Yeah. No, I mean, it has to be like, it was one of those things like I, you know, there's a, a, uh, Almost a, I I've joked occasionally being like, well, ha, I have to really nail this because if it comes off lame, this is gonna feel like schoolhouse punk rock, and that's gonna guess, that yeah. that's gonna like so it was like a lot of having to be kind of and like be be pretty um, self critical in in terms of like really vetting. Um, these songs like to the you know uh eminem eight mile listening to headphones on the bus type of like scribbling no actually like seeing you know you know making sure that the cadence like okay what do i want to say like it got a constant state of like what do you want to say writing it out trying to see if singing it if there's a natural way to sing it that that works that fits with the music that enhances the feeling of the music and, and being like, oh, no, that word's too big. Or that word, like, you don't need to use, it doesn't need to be framed. Is there a better way to frame this that makes sense in the totality of keeping the song moving? Because right. once people, once, once, and you know it as a listener, right? I, I, I am a, uh, one of the, 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 the joys of being an idiot singer that can't play an instrument is I hear all music in the writing process as a listener. And it's right. a lot of, so there's a lot of toying and, 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 and chiming in on dynamic 
uh, as we're writing parts or something, shifting or playing around with different instrumentally dynamic changes. If I think that it, it kind of helps um, open up a better um, a better pocket um, cadence wise for 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 the vocals, uh, because you once once you're zoning out of a song, you've zoned out of it. You know what I mean? And 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 right. And so it's just like one of those things like, let me, what holds my attention and makes this the most fun for me to sing throughout this, uh, that, that still feels like impactful. And, uh, and, and that's kind of the, and also just to touch on on what you said before, it's like, uh, I, I felt that actually like it, it, it behooved us, um, I guess, quote unquote, like the long term of the band to, Let's let's really construct a lot to say, because we know, not like not a lot of bands are, are in our spaces are commentary oriented. Let's just fully embrace it, because like one, it's it's that much more to draw from, and two, I feel like it is there there is there is such a there's such a self conscious aspect. Uh, to releasing music publicly and having music that that exists publicly, um, mixed with how you use the word uh, the 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 or the phrase before that like it's sometimes it's taboo or controversial to talk about about you know politics and music, uh, and I think it's not it's sometimes not even necessarily controversial in like a hey man who are you to say that sometimes it's a Oh, all right, cool, man. And then like rolls your eyes and like, you know, yeah, move on to mm-hmm. something. And and for me, it's like, you know what? Let's let's quadruple down on it because that is that that essentially then forms and a complete like identity uh Id- uh uh like a identity card ethos for the band. Here, here is mm-hmm. what we are about and 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 what we do, not just what we sound like. And here it's out, and and from that having a confidence that you took your time to not just write one song, not you write a song about you know from from a place of like model minority uh, myth like uh, breaking to uh, songs about like modern segregation to police brutality to uh, just like absolute activist burnout and like you know what's. Mm-hmm what's what is the point of what is the point of trying to get people to try anything when people seem to be checking out or are are happy yeah to to are are happy to have their buoys on how far they'll go pretty close to shore as far as how well how far they're willing to to dig deep and and dive deep into anything um like now there's there's yeah sorry go ahead go ahead no no i just finished is that like I, i there was a concern that i felt like because it did feel heavy writing about these things that if I'd put one song out and if it either didn't get super respond, like super responded to and, and all this other stuff that I would have, or it got shit on or something like as much as I'd like to say, I'll push through, fuck them. Yeah. I'm in my thirties, man. I'm like, I, I don't need to be yelling at, yelling at the comment section all day. And, 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 and like, right. Right. And I didn't want to get discouraged. And because I believed because I believe in, in this, but I also like, yeah, I, I didn't want to, you know, p- 
potentially risk getting discouraged at the at like too early. I wanted to have this album exist to mm-hmm. say all of these things in these spaces. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and I, I, I get like, especially, you know, you, you talking about all these different topics and you talk about even like activist burnout, um, you know, like there, there is a bit, I, I forget which song it was cause I was listening through the, and I'm terrible with song titles, but there was one that you were even talking about. It, it felt like kind of the activist burnout was, was one of the topics of the songs that you were talking about. And I could see that from someone like yourself, um, that has worked in these organizations has worked in activism and stuff like that and getting a lot of frustration from not only people that are on the wrong side of political issues but people that you also agree with on the right side i should say correct not right correct side of political issues yeah and and uh and you know kind of you like you said earlier i think at the very beginning of the conversation talking about the like posting and commenting on social media is activism right like like that's a whole that's, other that, side of things that really can burn showing out, that right? you're on the like, right side showing that you're on the right side of history and doing nothing to make the present or future better it's 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 very wishful thinking that that things will get you know that, that things will end up in a place where you don't have to think about politics and that was another key of like the, the, the name of the album, the theme is that like, cause, because a lot of people were like listening and learning for the first time, like mm-hmm. it, this isn't, this didn't just happen with Trump. No, this, this, none of this shit, this didn't just happen with, with Bush. Like this is built into the fabric of, of, you know, most of, and most it, of Amer- American just, history period. Ha- right, right. It didn't just happen with Republicans, right? Like that's the other thing no. that people really need to reconcile with, you know. Um, how many, got, how many homeless, some... how many homeless moms did did Kamala Harris, you know, send to jail? Right. How how many people got put into uh, prison because of the crime bill that Joe Biden, as a senator, was a huge advocate for and helped co-write? Right. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know when I've said that stuff on when I have said that stuff on social media or on this podcast and clipped it and put it on socials, boy, you'd think I was a a far right person for saying that or something. It like always, that, yeah, know? it always, it always, <laughs> man, because there's a bunch of people that like the parallels between political Twitter and I'm a big wrestling fan and wrestling Twitter, yeah. where people uh-huh. will just like making sure they're going to don't be a hate like hockey Twitter. It's like the, 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 the way like politics has become sport and on some level it's always been that, but it's become this like nightmare blender of like, of like a uh, uh, high school movie uh, popularity contest meets, yep. uh, meets sports. Debate club. Yeah. Debate club, <laughs> yeah. sports, wrestling. It's, it's, it's like the, the way that like, Wait, did you say this? Actually, this guy. And it's like, no. The problem is all these people, like the majority of people on planet Earth, are suffering for a myriad of preventable reasons, like a myriad of like it is is policy decisions, right? Policy decisions and cultural and 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 cultural uh, malaise, uh, acceptance of status quo, and and frankly, like it's also something that I think about. Somos is a bit, there's two bands, I guess I want to shout out as, as like kind of weaving in broadly. Cause there there's individual aspects that, that come into the album, but broadly it's as far as like 
commentary and headspace. Uh, Somos was an awesome, awesome band mm -hmm. from Boston. Um, you know, just so many songs that that spoke to, like, I, I think, I can't remember what review of, of one of their albums, or maybe them as a whole, but it kind of talked about how viewing the people that work nine to fives less as sellouts and more as people that have been pushed into just like really confining draining boxes and mm -hmm. and like that that that's something that was like that that view of people and and the world impact it, it helped my worldview and it helped my view of how i wanted to speak commentary wise in songs and proper um proper songs of just unapologetic uh commentary from black queer perspective was just so uh so encouraging in terms of like all right i need to write i i need to have the courage to write songs from my lived racial experience and and uh be willing to, to bring it into spaces that are not used to it. And maybe even some places that don't are reluctant to hear it and to a, a internet that is just waiting to find my address. Uh, if they think I, if they don't like something yeah, I said yeah. about this country. Uh, <laughs> so, Ooh. so yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 No kidding. Um, yeah, but yeah. Well, thanks. First, first, thanks for. I was that was a question I was going to ask. And you already answered it. If there was any bands that kind of influence you lyrically when it comes to this commentary aspect, because as you said earlier, um, you're very into the emo pop punk genres as as I have been in the past. But I'm also very into like the hardcore metal, you know, punk heavier scenes where I think like political commentary is a lot more common. So so I, it's it's interesting to, and and good to hear you kind of give those other bands as kind of a shout out of of uh lyrical influence as well um you know coming from this and talking about this and i, I would actually like to uh you you talked you touched on two of the songs and i'd actually like to go back to one of them because it was one that not only is a great track but also one you have a music video for and also i think one that kind of you hit on the nose very much so an, an issue that i'm sure a lot of people feel that they don't hear articulated especially in the alternative scene which is no problem um i i uh i, I before we get into that because I, I was just kind of curious of this before we get into some of the songs and some of the other things with the band uh what got you first started you know you talk about you know um being in the aclu working part-time there kind of being involved in these different aspects from 2016 on from a from a young age, what got you both started in music, and also where did you come from to start off with your uh, political and kind of social advocacy views? Where did those kind of stem from for you um, prior to the band? So, so as far as music, uh, one one day in 1999, I put on the television and I saw three naked men running around, uh, and I was just like, "What is this sound?" And, and, uh, yeah, Enema of the State, uh, Blink-182, like, changed my, my life. I, I pro I don't know, I don't know what I would have gotten into musically, uh, if not for that album. But, like, 
that album and and you know getting to be a uh be be in elementary school through high school from uh late 90s through 2000 through through the late 2000s like it's uh like the golden age of like you know uh and also growing up where i did so like you mentioned before tbs brand new um uh movie life uh you know th- those were those were oh, huge yeah. but like uh you know then the just the internet the the national acts like uh newfound glory and and uh alkaline trio i'm trying to think of who are other i mean motion city soundtrack like and i think motion city soundtrack like is a very big touch touchstone for me because like blink 182 is like they're every they're my favorite band. I, I the the way their songs are so concise, they're so catchy, they're so concise. Uh, and here's the here's the real question with Blink: Are you yeah. and and you like Alkaline Trio? Which I'm a you know I'm from the Northern Illinois area, so big, big fan yeah. of Alkaline Trio for numerous reasons. But uh, are you a fan before before you go on? Sorry to to, to cut you off there, but oh, are good. you a fan of the Matt Skiba albums as well? Or are you a fan of more of the uh, Matt? Uh, or sorry, Mark, um, Tom, and Travis uh, Blank. Like, or what, are you a fan of of all of the above? I mean, it's it's one of those things where Mark, Mark, Tom, and Travis. That, that's that's the Trinity. That's that's. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the Holy Trinity of pop punk. Yeah. That that is it. That that is like they are just. It's that's lightning in a bottle. Chemistry of of three guys. One guy that could have chemistry with anybody on earth and, and two guys that, that have are self-taught musicians that mm. like learned how to write songs and like at the same time. And it shows right, because right. when they write, when they actually care about writing songs with each other, it just, it, there's no meat left on the bone after, after you listen right. to a, a song, it's like, Oh, everything mm. was supposed to be. I, I, appreciate the Matsky of albums for what they are. I think there are some songs on yeah, there that yeah. are good. And I think there are some horribly embarrassing songs. And I think yes, for the most agreed, part, agreed. I just view it as, you know, Mark, the B squad, <laughs> Mark, Mark was just trying to keep the family together. That's what, that's what I see. He said, I'm tired yeah, of you yeah, running yeah. in it. I'm tired of you running in and out of the house. All right. Stay gone. You don't want to. You don't want to stay here. You walk out that door. You don't come back. Okay. You understand. Right. Right. And that's what I think happened. And 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 so from that perspective, uh, I'm willing to to understand and appreciate them for what they are. Um, but that that's. I have a. Uh, I have a. I have a weird opinion on Blink. Where where like I think you're right. I think that like Travis and Mark and Tom had something special despite me thinking Matt Skiba is an objectively better musician than, than Tom in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, because I don't know if you could see, actually I've got an alkaline trio banner. Beautiful. Right there. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm a big alkaline trio fan, but, uh, the heart um, bomb baby. But, uh, you know, I think that when, when, uh, when Matt came in, there was a lot of filler on those albums. And weirdly enough, I think like the best song they made was on like the deluxe edition, I think of California, the six, eight songs, you know what I'm talking about? It's like kind of interesting. Heavier one. Like, I think that was the best like Matt era, um, song. And it was kind of like a 
B-side, you know? So I, I don't know. It was like a really weird disjointed thing they did for a couple records that like, I don't think anybody believed it was going to last. You know, it was either going to fizzle out or Tom was going to come back. And obviously we know what happened, right? On some um, level, it's like but, functionally IP, like IP protection. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that, that, yeah, that essentially yeah. was what happened there. <laughs> it's but, the equivalent but, of all those big movie franchises doing sequels that were all right, but no one was to retain sure the rights yeah. to retain yeah. the rights yeah, yeah. To, to, to the property. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think, I, th- I think of it, I think of it like that. Like I, I think really because if and if because if it was approached as like let's make the best songs we can make, they wouldn't have sound most most of those songs wouldn't have existed. Those songs were like no. this like super triangulation between like cool we're writing songs together, but we also need want to like we basically need to like reheat this band as like an identity because we had a reunion that functionally wasn't we had a reunion that was just an extended breakup like a ex- extended breaking up thing that happens mm-hmm. you couldn't even write an album in the same room together like that that is a God, bad what sign. a mess of a band when you really think messy, about it you know <laughs> messy situation uh but but and you now know, they're back and bigger than ever, you know, so whatever. And I'm cautiously, I'm cautiously optimistic that I will enjoy it just because the set list was like 95% 1999 to 2003. And I, I think I, that I gotta is like. I got to ask you while, while we're on this and then, and then we'll, we'll continue on. I don't mean to keep talking about Blink for, for, for most of this band's um, vehicles and band practices and, and hanging out is talking about Blink-182, so it's, it's totally fine. <laughs> what was your opinion when the song um, with Tom coming back, Edging, came out? What did you oh, think yeah. of the song? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, it is a song that sounds... I might clip this, by the way, so, so, so be prepared. It sounds how I, think it, it, how I think it would sound. I am able to find peace in it if it is like the teaser. If I think of the song less as a song, and more as a teaser trailer, like as an extension of the announcement that Tom is back. Cause it just like, I don't, I don't think that, uh, Mark and, and Tom, if you see this, Travis, uh, please put us on. I, I, I think it, I think it's great. Uh, I think it sounds like you guys just want to let people know you're a band and maybe didn't take the longest amount of time to write that one. I hope that didn't take you a lot of time to write. I think time should be spent more. On well, making it was, more. I think for for me, I was I was blown away by it because I'm somebody that actually, and then I'll finally stop talking about Blink. But I really loved Neighborhoods, and I actually really really loved Dogs Eating Dogs. Like I genuinely thought those were great, great recordings. Like I, some people <laughs> interesting, <laughs> but but you know I thought both of those were were actually genuinely sound releases and then i heard edging and i was like you know i i thought when they came back it was gonna blow the skiba era out of the water and it uh it did not <laughs> you know it did not yeah it, it did not for <laughs> sure and part of me thinks that like that's part of why i think they 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 wanted to just announce that they were back together and they they just like paint paint by numbers a song about degeneracy and and not letting go of it but it's it's become a huge song like did did you see them at, when they were yeah. in chicago 
I saw videos from Chicago and it, it looks no. nuts. No. Oh, you didn't. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's I worth it. So it's worth it. Last time I saw them, I saw them in 09 when they had their sort of first reunion back, sort yeah. of. Or better or vibes than than any of the other ones. Yeah, and it was incredible. You know, I know some people kind of talk about that they are like hit or miss when it comes to how they actually sound live, even though the energy is amazing. Yeah, but those yeah. people were wrong when I saw them because they were flawless and i don't even like i i've kind of ebbed and flowed with my blink love throughout the years but that was still one of the best concerts i've ever been to because they were like just whatever it was that day they just fucking nailed it you know it was also them fallout boy and panic at the disco all together on a show so it was pretty good but um yeah. uh but I, I i digress so so you know talking <laughs> talking going back to the original point we were talking about probably eight minutes ago um yeah about you know you're you're influenced by blink you're influenced by taking back sunday Mo- you said motion city soundtrack um all the lyricism for sure of motion city for um, sure. uh yeah i mean gr- great band when it comes to um context both for songwriting and and lyrical content right like I think they were they were a band that was underappreciated and or are a band that are underappreciated in a lot of those facets. Um, I think they changed. When, I think they changed emo music like in a real in in a way of like e- actually digging into deep dark stuff rather than just talking about how you're kind of bummed about something. Either bummed about something or wanted to party or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and and uh, so going from there, you you know, say you start listening to that, you know pretty early on elementary school all through high school um when did you start writing your own music and when end of did high school. Oh, pop, and, and end of high school okay and and then when did um kind of activism or political consciousness come in for you was that prior to that was that um graduating high school where did that come from for you so i as far as like dedicated political like conscientiousness it's definitely something that like, um, you know, when you're, when you're in high school, you start to develop a person like your personality and, and, and some of your kind of value judgments for it. So like, but it wasn't, doesn't feel political then. It just feels like, you know, you're trying to not be an asshole to people and, and not be a right. bigot. It's, it's, it seems fairly simple, kind of difficult, mm. came to find out, come to find out very difficult for a lot of people. Um, <laughs> But but as far as like dedicated conscientiousness, it's it's like it's corny. But like when when I went away to I didn't go away to college. I, I went to a commuter school. I went to Queens College, and and starting just take like uh, my first semester, just taking like sociology classes and um, urban studies and anthropology classes, and just kind of like trying to become more analytical with like uh, poli sci trying to become more analytical with, with people and structures and, and power, like starts a little there, but I still, you know, for, uh, there still was a lot of just, uh, you know, college kid shit, like co- college kid shit talker, you know, you know, where it's just like, you're using this. Yes, you are delving into the, the topics, but you also are kind of using them as a cudgel against people that you already didn't like. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I would say like a moment where I was like, I need to be more present. It's like, like, like everything else, it's a bit of a journey, like need to be more like deliberately present was, was, uh, Trayvon Martin, Trayvon Martin being, um, 
murdered by by George Zimmerman um, was was and the media coverage around it. This yeah. whole like uh, discourse around like oh he deserved to be like uh, he deserved it. Look at look at this picture of him. And I just remember thinking to myself like and seeing people that I knew maybe not well but knew go along with that felt weird and also seeing the silence of a lot of the people around me and in you know in the scene not really felt felt really weird and that's where start to kind of engage more um but then and and that's kind of where a lot of that's you know that's where like you know i guess paying attention to things like media literacy paying attention to the dynamics of like of of like police the inner the the inner the the and a lot of the the protests that happened around that like the way like because uh, I think I think around that you also have uh, or so, somewhere in that ballpark maybe maybe it maybe it's Eric Garner because um, that that was here in New York that was another one right. like similar thing mm-hmm. similar uh, a discourse around it the way seeing that there was a slowdown that the NYPD decided to to go on strike because of the the criticisms that they were receiving. And it was, give it me was a fucking break, man. Give me yeah. a fucking break. Great, great advertisement. Um, but, uh, but, uh, like, and, and then that's where it, 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 it kind of bubbles to a thing where like, you know, I'm, I'm paying attention in terms of like, I'm reading, I'm reading the articles I'm, uh, and, and I'm reading the news, but the advocacy really did start with that community organizing fellowship. And, uh, and as far as like a lot of the anti-imperial stuff, that starts um, uh, w- like it starts a little bit in 2016 because that's where some of the some of the organizers that I know now and I'm friends with now in the Philippine American um, like uh, the Philippine solidarity um, like human rights space uh, I met around 2016 when it was just like let me let me engage especially like with my own with with the causes that affect you know my ancestral, uh, land. Uh, and I didn't have the time because I still was doing the, the, the work juggling at, at that time. But once, uh, once, once the pandemic happened and I had more time, everything was zoom meetings. So it was much easier to attend everything right. when I don't have to figure out how I'm going to get from here to he- figure out the subway, get like, um, and that like, that's where I started to kind of, get involved and in part that was encouraged by every time i went to the phil i've been to the philippines a lot of times i am okay somehow now 34 years old uh it sickens me <laughs> to to say that um yeah. but i i have been uh to the philippines i want to say let me think uh, i want to say at least six or seven times and oh, because sure. of how time works i'm older every time and i would <laughs> yeah. say that the, the I, the majority of those, I feel like I'm trying to think. I think my, I, yeah, I, like I said, it's been like six or seven times, and I want to say the third or fourth one, I'm, uh, nineteen, nineteen twenty, and 
And that's where like kind of noticing, like kind of just reflecting on and, and because before that I'm just there as like, like five, seven and 12, you know, like it's, so I'm not a, I'm not a person. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, an organism that is being taken to shopping malls and I'm, I'm being taken to the mall and I'm being taken to the pool and that's what's happening in the arcade. Right, that's right. That's what's happening. Right. And, and that's what I'm thinking about. And, and that was the first time I, I you know, I kind of, I went as an adult and, you know, timeline wise, it's I'm, I'm in college and just thinking about seeing the, the, the disrepair and the inequity there, um, both the disparity from, from how the quality of life in America and also the disparity and inequity within the, like within the country itself, where some people actually are doing okay in the Philippines, and then you have three million homeless people in Manila, and and you know, kind of as you get older, you come to then learn about the global South. You get to learn about imperialism. You get to learn about how uh, the wage theft that 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 just is capitalism, the labor export and the brain drain that happens to countries due to that, and the way that then makes country uh makes international countries have trouble even you know uh, have trouble quote unquote lifting themselves up by the bootstraps because the the de- the deck is so stacked uh against them um mm-hmm. that like finally so it's one of those things each time I went it became more and more apparent and then when I went with the final time being 2019 I went once during Duterte and you know during during all the drug killings and and that was you know, getting to ask people about what it was like to live in that and just the heaviness of how casual you have to live with it to live in it uh, was like so jarring that uh, I was like, man, once I have some time, I I have to like, I'm, I'm barely staying afloat trying to take on the domestic uh fight the the the, the, like the the domestic policy fights um while working three jobs and and you know fall like just gaining credit card debt because i have no health insurance like from being a part-time worker even for the aclu um like it it, it's one of those things where uh i knew i'd i'd want to jump into it and thankfully after well it's unfortunate, but making the best of a bad situation, having the time that the, 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 the pandemic afforded, I was able to get involved with organizations like the New York committee for human rights in the Philippines and Malaya movement and Anak Bayan, all these other, um, and I'll send you the links to those, but like the, like all these different, yeah, yeah I'll put them in because, the notes. because, it, and there's a, there's a definite, there's a lot of congregations all around the country and, and especially Chicago is actually one of our bigger ones. So, uh, but um, yeah, like like that was the the time to to hop in, which then further encouraged like, fuck yeah, let's make these these songs that that kind of put these issues more on the table that they're not being yeah. brought to. Well, and and right before we get into a few of these songs, and and I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I would I could I'm fine, man. All day, okay, okay, sweet. Um, but uh, you know, you bring up kind of developing these anti-imperialist views and 
doing a lot of trips to the Philippines. I don't know that there's a better also from an anti-imperialist standpoint from looking at the United States, that there's a better place to look at and in realms of like a place that was at, at certain points completely decimated by U.S. imperialism and still in some ways with some of the reactionary fascist parts that can be in, incendiary in that government that there's been troubles over the years um, all tied to the U.S. government and what they wanted to use as a strategic, you know, like geopolitical like station for, for naval, you know, for, for, for naval bases, um, naval bases and, and military infrastructure and all this kind of stuff. Like uh, not to say that you went there and like, that's explicitly what you saw or whatever, but just like the ramifications of that from the forties or earlier and on, you know, it's, it's, you know, that's a real, that's a real instance. That's not just like somebody reading an article. That's not somebody just like, being in the in the know from being educated on certain independent media outlets or whatever else that's like really seeing the ramifications of something that's happened that even quote unquote you know some things have been taken away from that or whatever like that they've tried to espouse like the damage was is done regardless right and like you still see ramifications you still see um, it, you still see connections when it comes to the government and some of the problems that occur from that. I know I've I've at least read up a little bit on that from the past couple of years where, you know, when there was some of the um, there were some issues going on where like there was a lot of ties to some of the um, some if it wasn't politicians, some of the quote unquote like deep state or like. I don't mean deep state as a conspiratorial thing, but like the in the institutions, <laughs> you know, the people in the institutions, yeah, the people in the institutions of the Pentagon or whatever else that still have deep ties with the Philippines. And uh, you talk about like the disparity there, right? Like there's a, it, and you talk about domestic issues here. It's so hard to even focus on stuff there when there's already so many problems here that you look around here and like, you know, the more you read up on it, the more educated you are, the more into activism you are. And you the connection, have, like, and you find the connections. These things, these yep. things are not happening in a vacuum from each other. We right. spend billions of dollars to have these naval bases to give weapons to the Philippine government, so that we can say that we have a strong ally against China, who is also not a friend of the Philippines at all. Not who right. is also not uh, a good uh, human rights model. Um, right. But the U.S. isn't saying that because they care about human rights, because not just looking at what happens here, but because those same weapons that they're spending billions of taxpayer money to give the Philippines have been used more on the Filipino people who are trying to organize by the Philippine government um, uh, has been used more on the Filipino people than it ever has been used on our enemy uh, China, uh -huh. when it's one of those things where the, the thing that the Philippines needs is sovereignty. It's not about right. the U.S. Uh, be, being the, the best friend there. It's not about China being the best friend there. It's about that country has so many resources in it that uh, every uh, that many uh, U.S. corporations and multinational corporations try to steal from, and that you have uh, that you have you know land grabbing from from the Chinese government. Um, and it like they they the the Philippines is is does not Philippines needs to be left alone so that that, that it can uh, organize itself 
it can it can see the riches and its people can see the riches of those resources. That's the answer. But but the like but and all that money that gets spent to have the, all this devastation happen that doesn't doesn't cease the tension. It only just permeates the tension. Is money that's spent that we don't put towards things like universal health care here, that we don't put right. towards housing here, that we don't put towards renewable energy here. So, and that's that we don't put towards raising the minimum wage. All these things, like th- these things are not, it's not a vacuum. It, it, these things are not unrelated. It's all happening. It's all life. We're, right. We're, like, and, and it's, it's one of those things that, and I don't, I don't think I would have, I think engaging in one, like, or, or the more I engaged in domestic issues, the more it was impossible for me, uh, to, to ignore the connection of the, the international, uh, picture because that was like a vacation for me uh Mm -hmm. back in 2019 that felt more like just kind of a a radicalization uh uh trip i don't know desmond it sounds an awful lot like socialism man you can't you can't say that shit you know (laughs) yeah yeah you know what scrap it i thought about it i changed my mind Um, no, I mean, it makes a lot of sense though. And it makes sense from, from both lived experience and the, the jobs you've had and just kind of your trajectory where, where all these things convalesce both with your band and with the lyrical content and also with your activism outside of the band. Um, you already touched on it a bit. I want to dive into at least this song. We could look at maybe one other one. If there's one that we haven't touched on that you'd want to touch on, I'd, I'd be open to that as well. Um, but uh, you touched on the song No Problem, which I think is, you know, it's the single you put out. You've got the music video for it, which I felt like maybe you didn't mean it to be this way, but it felt like at least the beginning of it felt like a big, um, like a big, uh, what am I, what am, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it, it reminded me of your So Last Summer, the vi- the video from Taking Back Sunday. Homage, like it, homage, yeah. Yeah, like homage is the word I was looking for. I was going to say montage. I was like, that's not fucking right. Um, uh, homage. Eng- uh, that English degree came in, baby. Yes, yes. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it, worth it, it, was, it, it was, mom. It was worth it. There we go, yeah. Um, it, it, it felt like an homage, even though it seems like you didn't mean it that way, but it felt like just the beginning of it, like where you guys are performing. It had this similar aesthetic to the like, uh, "You're So Last Summer." I think is the name of the song from uh, "Taking Back Sunday." You know, um, the one where they have the in the music. Flavor Flav, baby. Flav. Yeah, yeah. Yes, um, Long Island Pride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it felt like it. I don't know. It had that energy. I'm not saying it, it looked the same, but it had that kind of fun energy of it. Yeah. You know? Um, it was a mix of that, that, and uh, feeling this for sure. The performance. Yeah, side yeah, of feeling yeah, this. yeah. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But I, I, you, you touched on this song, obviously talking about being, you know, you talk about being so uh, someone from a marginalized community that people, can, you know, I mean, it's expl- in the in the lyrics, like you talk about, all you want to hear from you is no problem, kind of like you want to, people want want you to be the representation of like American exceptionalism in the context of being a marginalized person. Um, but like, goddamn, this song for being, I think it's like less than two and a half minutes long. Yeah, like, it's like 225 or 220 yeah, something. In the yeah, ballpark. yeah. I know the video is 227. And, and uh, you know, I'll just read some of the lyrics off here for people that haven't checked it out. You should definitely check it out. Um, 
you say you look so surprised and you get so offended to hear the word racism and how it's ended our friendship. Defend the killer cop. Demand the kneeling stop. Well, is that ignorance coincidence? Well, I'm not losing shit. And then the whole the whole chorus is about no problem. You know, like that. Like all all people want to hear from you is like it's great to be here. There's no problem. It's fantastic. You know, things are fantastic. Love to be an American kind of deal, right? Like, USA, kind of okay. Right. So we're talking about we were talking about no problem. Um, you know, clearly, like I said, with the lyrics that we were reading off, uh, you know, talking a lot about not. I'll, I'll maybe be restating a few things here, but but that unfortunately, this topic of I'm talking about marginalized groups, talking about minority groups, whether it would be ethnic, whether it would be somebody part of the LGBTQ community, whether it would be whatever, you know, whatever marginalized groups you want to throw out or minorities that not just right wing reactionary groups, which I think is what a lot of people think of as being who would have espoused these ideals. And I think they do probably the most overtly. Um, but it's a problem, I think, across the board and, and when it comes to mainstream politics in the sense of like um, a lot of liberal people, when it at least comes to uh you know, politicians, if not mainstream activist groups, mainstream voter activist groups is what I mean by that, really, um, or kind of like what a lot of people would label as base liberals or whatever else. A lot of people have this idea of people are in this country um, because they they wanted to be here because it's the greatest country on earth and like all these, you know, yeah, American exceptionalism, hoorah yes. kind of shit, right? Yes, um, sir. <clears throat> So obviously you talked about you have lived experience obviously from from dealing with this. Was there any other events? Were there any other, you know, conversations with people? What other details can you give me or give the people to talk about the song No Problem that a lot of people should check out if you've not checked it out already? So uh the there specifically uh, there's a specific conversation actually uh, that that spawns this. Um, it's actually it's funny because you 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 went over the first verse before. The second verse contains actual quotes from people. Oh yeah, contains quotes uh, from from people that I knew from arguments that I had with people um, that you know. Uh, we're about kind of we're about this. I'm trying to pull it up. You think I would know it off the top of my head because I just sang it <laughs> two two back to back shows uh, this this uh, this uh, weekend this weekender that we just did. But uh, it 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 uh, it came from conversations that I had uh, with. Uh, there's a specific conversation I had with a friend, a former friend of mine that I that I used to play hockey with. Uh, makes sense, right? Uh, that became uh and it, it was it was uh it was 2016 stanley cup i was at a bar watching the game and these guys that i used to play hockey with both of which became nypd cops um they uh, we were we first were talking about just hockey which you know is uh you know safe was always the safe play uh and then Somehow, I guess the election came about. The election talk came about. I uh, assumed foolishly. Imagine, imagine. I assumed 
that uh, Trump and, and the whole MAGA movement um, and all of its ob- overt inherent racism was, you know, going to be deemed gross. Uh, no, was not was not the case. Actually, uh, they were huge Trump guys. Uh, things that were said in that argument, uh, that conversation that turned into an argument. Uh, one, uh, one was they very unhappy with me very quickly in that. Um, but there was uh, there were some bangers in there. One question that was asked was, uh, you know. Obama, everyone talks about how he's the first black president. He's actually not. He's half black. What's the other half? How come they don't talk about it? And I was like, gee, I don't know where to, I'm not sure where to start here. I'm not sure where yeah. to start. There's a lot that, I'm not sure which part of of explaining any, everything to you, every dynamic of everything to you starts. Uh, another was, if Obama's not racist, how come racism came back during his presidency again uh, another another I'm, I'm not i think you're holding this map upside i think you're holding this map upside down uh it's actually oh, like that my god <laughs> yeah i didn't i didn't but i i walked and it was especially because one of those guys that i i was i thought of as like a as a good friend and and we actually from that night forward had a lot of arguments over uh, usually over text, sometimes in person. If when I'd go back and visit my hometown, and he'd run into me at a bar and would insist on talking, and I was like, "Okay, just letting you know, if we talk about this, I'm going to take you to the mat on on everything ideologically. It's not going to be a. I'm not going to. We're not going to do a thing where, yeah, but you know, it's good that that we're. You know, what's great about America is that we can disagree with each other. No, we're going to talk about this." And every time that you try to pivot, every time you try to cop out, I'm going to not let it pivot. I'm just letting you know that. So eventually we stopped talking. Um, Mm. But like, that was a very specific, I I walked out of that feeling, one, pretty sure that this was not as as remote a possibility in 2016 as, as the polls were saying. And two didn't matter how the election went people are much more horrifying um and people interpret reality in very propagandized mm-hmm. ways that, that i don't know how to deal with and the indignity that 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 i was met with kind of spelled out to me the shock that that i was met with that that i was saying what i was what i was saying there were some flashes of this before with some of those, those other, um, you know, mo- like pre twenty sixteen moments, like Trayvon Martin and and uh, and Eric Garner. There, there, there were arguments. I actually remember having argument with a guy. Uh, I remember being on a on a roller like an adult men's league hockey team in twenty fourteen and fifteen, getting into arguments about Eric Garner, um, but. But, uh, yeah, I remember walking out of that feeling like, oh, shit, you must have... How long did you assume that I would not be appalled? Like, not just how long have you felt this way, but how long have you felt this way? And the shock that you have at me wanting 
to challenge you on any of these. Um, how, what, what's that say about how you viewed me? And, and, and that was kind of alarming and jarring as to what, what that, and it made, it made me feel like, you know what, you need to be a little bit more assertive and, 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 um, and authoritative, uh, about, about what you believe specifically so that you don't, because you've, you've operated and, and grown up in, you know, the punk scene is very white space, hockey space, very white space. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the town that I lived in, and maybe we'll get into the other song that we'll get into is informed by this, but the town that I lived in very white, um, you know, you probably in general should be more, uh, assertive and authoritative and and when it, it, you need to write a song like i that was also one of those points where it's like you gotta you gotta write something this this is hitting you in a way that you need to write about it eventually it's got to be right it's got to be right but like you have to write about it and it felt like uh you know i i, I felt that uh and I wanted it to be an anthemic sounding song because I wanted it to. Be, I wanted it to be a catchy song that and that that is a song that that sticks with people. Thankfully, it's seemingly the first song of ours that's like caught people, so to say, and and other songs have started to catch up. But that song being the first one, um, because of its catchiness and the fact that then the lyrics um, are the things that 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 makes it maybe stay with people. Uh, it, it sticks with people first because the the catchiness helps it stick the landing, but the the, the content makes it stay um, is important to me. And and uh, I, I wanted to kind of um, I definitely wanted to give some love specific. I wanted to try to find a lane where I can speak from my specific place, but leave enough leave enough room of interpretation so that it, one, you get too lost in the weeds, not sure how catchy it'll, it'll stay if it becomes right. too, too spoken wordish, you know? Yeah. Um, and also if it's, if it is, if it was so specific about, uh, Asian American experience or something like that, it would, it would, not that I'm against doing that, and and I tried to find, like stick the landing between, especially having the video be us making ube vegan ube mm-hmm. uh, uh, cookies, like that is like that that kind of signifier. Um, Lorraine from uh, and and Ethan um, are two of the people that that are in the audience of that are people that are from the uh the organizing space um like the organizing groups uh having them be be a part of it was key and but also just from the the naming of the song and that the hook being no problem in context of everything felt important because of playing off of that that kind of the the aspects of being docile or agreeable to a exploitative uh uh, sense, um, exploited sense, uh, you know, it made me want to the, the, like play off that because 
if, if you know any Filipino people, if you've worked with any of them, you ask them to do it, do anything. Oh, it's no problem. No problem. It's no problem. Oh, no worry. It's no problem. And like, I was like, you know what? Filipino people always say no problem to everything. Like, that's just a phrase that we always say. I, I find myself saying no problem all the time. I was like, you know what? That That's like the the pivot kind of hook. And, and, and that was kind of my, my attempt to try to turn uh, the horrible realization of to- tokenization into a love letter for embracing your identity, you know? Hey, I love it though. That's that's even cool that you you take something that you view as sort of like a a uh, a phrase commonly spoken by by Filipino people, and you throw it into the hook of this song all about this this topic. That's incredible. That's awesome. Um, thanks for going over that. I really appreciate it. Uh, what I I you know I, I could talk about any of these songs. Um, if you don't want if you, if you want me to pick, I'll, I'll pick one. But is there any other songs off of these nine others on the the track listing that you'd specifically want to go over. So let's, can we do you pick one? And it, and if it's not, if, if the one that you're picking, isn't the one that I was going to pick, then we'll, then we'll do yours and then mine. Sure. What, why don't, okay. So you want me to go first? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, Cause if it aligns, then, then that'll be the only one we do. But if, if, if not, then we'll get two. So I think there. actually, um, uh, cause again, I was listening through it today and I was trying to like, I was trying to, pick through what songs i'd want to go over because i could go over all 10 but we'd be here for four hours we can and, we can do and, that off and, off off uh off mic you know because this has been great yeah this yeah yeah great. we'll, we'll have conversations you know whatever and i'd love to have you on again as you do other releases and all that good stuff um but honestly like the next track i remember because i was listening through this the first time after you and i talked and i actually had spotify pulled up where i was doing the you know the synced lyrics as i was reading through and it was the song "It Never Ends" that I thought had a lot of deep, um, and in the weeds in a good way, lyrical content um, from everything specifically talking about coexist bumper stickers to um, to um, talking about being you know in general being like that you have to be peaceful um, you know kind of talking about um, a, a lot of different topics when at least from from my perspective sort of talking about in general and you could tell me if i'm wrong talking about the the kind of struggle between you know trying to push for better things in the wake of things like um you know police brutality or just violence in general and oppression and people at, and this is what i took away from it you can tell me if i'm wrong but um when people constantly either ostracize those movements or even again a lot of times it can be a liberal group or a conservative group that will talk about that you need to be peaceful, you need to be nonviolent, you need to be like the the cut in the cloth, love and peace group at all times. Um, yeah. And and I I loved at least reading through those lyrics and listening to the song because in, in my mind I always love when people say that in the sense that I hate and despise when people say that because I actually had a conversation about this with uh, another punk rock band that I talked to a couple weeks ago. Where, where, you know, he was talking about like, you know, no revolution, no betterment has truly come about from like, just peace and love. Like that's never happened. And like, I've, I've always referenced two things with that conversation where one was a former president, John F. Kennedy, that said, you know, those who make peaceful revolution impossible, make violent revolution inevitable. 
and there was like a, gr- a comedy group where they were going back and forth and the guy said like i believe in revolution but not in a violent way and the other guy said like well then by magic you know like, like yes i think uh, I think it's from Flight of the Concords from from years back. Um, I always love that <laughs> yeah, quote. I think, I think um, so. Yeah. Uh, and it's just it's so oh, perfect because it's like people say this shit all the time, and actually, like very liberal or progressive people will say that all the time. People will talk about that in response to civil rights and the MLK movement, you know, with Martin Luther King, and they'll talk about it as if there was no violence and there was no like militant action, and there was like. Like in acting like Martin Luther King gave the I have a dream speech and then we got to the Civil Rights Act and it was all good. And it's like that's that's like rewriting history. Like that's not what happened yeah, at all. Yeah. Oh. Um uh, but it's what a lot of people learn in schools to some degree or another, right? So uh so talk a bit after all my rambling there. No, talk a little bit good. about uh what that song's about, um, where the inspiration was from there and and just kind of go from there with it. So it's, it's very much, I mean, a lot of that is on the money that the, the elevator pitch that I have for this song is that this is a song about the, the realization that nonviolence is not functional, uh, it, it is not functional and kind of the uncertainty of what the fuck do I do now? But I know, I know everything I've told, I've been told about the right side of history and change was just going to come is not true. It's not, it's, right. it's, and, and, and what do you do um, in a, because essentially this is a country that was f- that founded on violence and is maintained through violence. It's status quo is maintained through violence. So what do you do? That was kind of the, the thought and and it was kind of spawned through a lot of just like pit in stomach feelings um throughout 2020 and, and 2021 we recorded uh summer 2021 late summer 2021 through october 2021 and um like a lot of these songs were founded from a pit and stomach feeling that okay we're kicking up all these all these rocks and we're seeing the dirt and I have a feeling not much is going to change, but right now people are, are looking at it and, and just this, this feeling of like, all right, right now you do see how vicious this country operates, correct? What it does to maintain itself. Do you really think that's going to change through just re, uh, setting up your newest link tree link or your, your, or just by donating once one time to some bail fund once. Do you really think that? And it frankly also comes from a, just a distress of, I don't, I'm just talking. I, this song itself is just talking and kind of a, an acknowledgement of like, I don't, I don't know, but within this, I'm starting to not, at least not join the chorus of people saying, Hey, those target windows, you're hurting, you're hurting, you're hurting the movement, but, but by hurting that mom and mom and pop target shop, like I'm not, I'm not going to raise my voice about that shit. No, uh, that, that's not the, pro- that, that is the inevitability. That's the inevitability. That's the, uh, there's a line, um, 
in the chorus, desperate times breed desperate men dying for anything different. Uh, yeah. mock, just, just mocking birds learning the language of violence. So seeing it back, right. I guess it never ends. And just like, all right, unless, unless the powers that be, unless the, like the, the, the establishment in power decides like, eventually this, one of these rocks is going to hit us. Eventually one of it's going to hit all of us. Um, I think until they decide that, this is just what's going to happen. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to concern troll. Because yep. when I do that, the people that concern troll are just not willing to to put put effort in. Uh, don't have the capacity to put effort in. Are, are putting more effort into concern, concern trolling rather than actually engaging with any of this stuff. And and uh, it's it's very much like this is a song. I'm I'm not one of those big history buffs, but this is a song that that tried to pack as much history, uh, history, present, future into this as as possible because like that that's where the that's where the the, the album title name comes from. Yeah, you know, it's where I say mm-hmm. I uh, I fear for where we're heading, where we've always been, and and yep. that's. That's just, and do we not kind of feel literally right there now? We're about to enter an election year, all, and we're about to just run. Everything's going to be run back. You're going to have yep, it's, Biden versus Trump. Yeah, you're yeah. running it. We're running it back, baby. The worst sequel of all time. The one that literally no normal person, regardless of ideology, wanted to have happen is going to happen, right? It's um, it's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, I appreciate you going over that, and that's exactly what I thought the song was about in a lot of ways. And what you're talking about there too is, um, you know, from a from an anti imperialist perspective, I'm just bringing this up because it's kind of current events, although it's again something that's been happening for decades. Outside of the United States, but U.S. backed, I you know if I'm bringing this up and you don't agree on this, it'll be fun to talk about. But um, you know, with I don't know if you follow Palestinian and Israeli um, conflicts uh, much, but uh, in recent days, there's been attacks on a refugee camp from the IDF, from the Israeli Defense Force. Um, they've bombed a hospital, they've bombed near hospitals, they've murdered kids, they've done all this, and then when Palestinians take up a rifle and shoot back or throw rocks or whatever else, right? What does the media show? What do even liberal politicians show half the time is that that's terrorism, right? And it's like, it's like, you know, like what, what do you, what do you think self-defense is? Like, what do you think? Yeah. What do you, you know what I mean? Like, what do you think? um, You know, it's, and you can bring that back to the United States and you know, when there's been, when there's been, out not riots and there's been police stations burned down and people point that out and people will sensationalize that in the news. People will sensationalize that in the media. And you're like, but look at what that police department, look at what those police officers have done to this community for years and years and yes, years. Yes. And you're like, which one is the, is the true oppression and violence and which one is the self-defense or at the very least, you know, to quote MLK and also, you know, rage against machine kind of did a, did a, um, um, what am I looking for? Kind of did did a play on words with it too, where they say the you know the the riot is the 
is the rhyme of the unheard of the riot is the voice of the unheard where it's like when you are beating down people when you remove government assistance for people that have already lost so much due to oppression for years when you have people getting killed by police at ridiculous levels in some communities and then they get mad and finally fight back like who is the oppressor who is the terrorist who is the x y or z you know buzzword you want to throw out there it's yeah. not the peop- the poor people that finally destroyed some property it's the the state institution that is killing people you know what i mean yeah so so first quickly uh uh Palestine will be free. Much love to Palestine. So many of the, there's a lot of solidarity between Philippines and, and Palestinian organizers. Mm-hmm. There, uh, a lot of, uh, I know, I know a lot of orgs, uh, uh, a lot of Filipino, uh, advocacy orgs went to Nakba. Uh, there's a big down in, down in Bay Ridge. There's a big celebration, um, down, uh, down there. There's a, like a lot of, at a lot of our rallies and marches. It's, uh, the chant is, from Palestine to the Philippines and the U S war machine. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's the, the, the solidarity there is, is real. And to, to your point about, about, um, I guess like, you know, where are you identifying the conflict starting here? Uh, it is, it's one of those things where like, I remember a friend of mine tweeted something during, during summer 2020, it was just a simple tweet. And he just was like, people, people bitching about riots, riots, these riots have been going on our whole lives. And like, like the riot, like the, the idea that, that the thing that we're analyzing is this response and not the causation, both, uh, short-term and, and historic, like perennial, like immediate and perennial catalysts here is, is just preposterous that that and and people will fixate forever on uh those the responses rather than the causes and catalysts and a lot of times they're incentivized to that's kind of where um one of the lines uh here uh hard not to want to give up the choices that they give us accomplice or target or just disregarded because you know if you are incentivized to to help the machine or You are mi- you or the the machine which goes after people, and usually everybody else is afraid, is thankful to not be under the guise of it, or t- is too overwhelmed to just not engage with it. Um, but but like that is kind of what th- this song is about: is that the violence is our is our existence. Like it, mm-hmm. it is is and it, it's. If we want to talk about it, okay, let's talk about all of it. Because, you know, a a minimum wage worker probably is the one that actually has to clean up that broken window. That's not great, right? But I don't want that window to be broken because I don't want the causes that, that led to that window being broken happen in the fucking first place. I didn't want uh, someone to be murdered in cold blood and it be, it be broadcast for the world to see. And that'd be the one thing that people act that be the one time that people actually pay attention because they were forced to, because they were left to live in utter disease. Um, right. On a, right. on a, on a regular scale, mm-hmm. even though most people in, in parts of this world, people just have to live with that outright period, L- live with that, that, that insecurity, that, that existential insecurity. 
like that was a moment where people were having a front seat to just this this unmitigated world of 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 loss and violence and the fact that it runs frankly powers that be run on that yeah that was a that was a song that very much is about we want to talk violence let's talk violence let's talk the totality mm-hmm. of violence and and until until the 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 ones in power end their violence they're, they're just full scale assault you know i i'm not i'm not rooting for bloodshed but i'm not i'm 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 i've i've um i've relieved myself of the the responsibility to tone police and relieved yeah. myself yeah. from the responsibility to concern troll in in a a complete and an utter bird's eye view as how fucked uh the status quo uh ha- how much fucking unmitigated violence uh is engineered by the status quo yes right 100 percent. and uh to kind of talk about the the topic of the album that kind of comes from the song a bit you know where we've always been uh, you know, you talk about these things. We talk about the Black Lives Matter movement. We talk about the George Floyd protests, which a lot of people sometimes still don't realize that was the biggest uh, move, movement when it comes to on the ground protesting and everything else in this nation's history. It was bigger than the civil rights movement, right? Let's be clear. It was, when it comes to the numbers, the biggest like on the ground mobilization in the United States history. We had no federal legislation really Um uh, when it came to police accountability. And in fact, the response from Democrats was to get 100,000, I think at least, m- more police on the ground, more funding, more militarization, right? So this idea of that this is where we've always been and it's where in a, lot of t- in a lot of senses it feels like where we'll always be unless something really changes is quite palpable, I think. You know, it's, it's unf- I wish it wasn't as on the nose in a lot of ways yeah. of like the accuracy but it is, you know, I, I mean? wish this like, shit was is, not resonant. You know? Let me tell you, I wish, <laughs> yeah. I wish, I wish for a world that is so equitable, uh, and, and, and copacetic that I can do my, my Microsoft Excel spreadsheets, uh, in, in complete anonymity and, and peace. <laughs> um, yeah, but, yeah. but alas, alas here, here we are. And, and, you know, to, to your point about the, the the actual power of that movement i i can i i observed that it did make a difference and frankly the threat of violence from the masses did bring observable change locally uh so i i was working i i left the aclu right before like i said right right before the pandemic and so many bills that we worked on um, in in the New York, like that we lobbied the New York um, uh, legislature over on police accountability. Very funny, very oxymoron, really. Um, right. <laughs> uh, that were just that were that that like were so just dead in the water. Every time we lobbied on them, anytime we lobbied on just them, you know, we would get we would get pushback. And anytime we lobbied on a host of bills that included those, sometimes, you know, even Dem- like even Democrats would just be like, that's not, there's no support for it. What, what else you got type, type just kind of casual dismissal. Um, 
so I, I leave in March 2020, uh, the ACLU of New York. Uh, the, the George Floyd protests happen late, like start in late May 2020. And in, I want to say the, the legislature, state legislature ends in, in, in June, uh, end of June. And within a month, all of the bills that, that we that we lobbied on, uh, I I believe I believe all of them involving uh, pub, public uh, misconduct uh, records, uh, public uh, uh, independent um, ind- independent prosecution uh, when when there's a a death uh, by police, uh, uh, all sorts of all sorts of like accountability uh, bills that were that were dead in the water passed like that and that to me was just like oh wow for years for years i was lobbying on those and in a month because you were unnerved by the by the amount of how real this shit was going to get for you as a politician um and and you had the space to to pass it they they had to like that to me was like a damn okay no, we, you you don't end there though. You the, the lesson is right. you keep that energy, and uh, and uh, yeah, like so so like it 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 was and it, it's a bummer though because we it feels so far far away now with how much right. the temperature has changed, which, which is just the result of you go back to work, which your health insurance relies on, mm-hmm. you are that's that takes over your existential uh like uh concern pretty much like for for most right. people so mm-hmm. it's frustrating because i i don't i i don't I'm, i try to hold people accountable for 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 being inactive that's what that song thank, thanks for listening is about but at the same mm-hmm. time everyone's fuck i'm burnt out too everyone's right. burnt the fuck out by the very nature of what this fucking thing is so but like Change is possible, but it's not possible by through just making a good speech and 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 saying the right thing in some sort of movie uh, Atticus Finch moment. You know, it's right. it's uh, it's uh, and also Atticus Finch loses his trial. No, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I believe so. It's been a while, so, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So you know, like like you know, a lot of the a lot of these examples that we hold hold. hold as as you know, tribute. No, the the to me, I, I I'm heartened more by the fact that the one time that politicians were made to feel as uneasy as we do, they actually passed shit, at least right. on local levels. And uh, and I mean, I'm not federal. This country is designed for things not to pass federally because right they, right. they established a status quo that worked, and then they they they're, you're kind of just doing a tug of war on the margins for the most part. Right, right. Because yep. not, the New York bills weren't 100%. even that, you know, it, you still have horrific, you know, racial policing mm-hmm. and instances of police brutality here, but it's just like, there's mechanisms now, which is like, and, and there's some independence of, there is some, in, like, there is some independence of, of, of prosecution, which is, which is a good thing, but it doesn't change the fact that, like, there's still so much that needs to be changed that, that that the fact that people took their foot off the gases is uh is uh 
unnerving, but this song is kind of a testament to like, look, it's a violent fucking, it's a violent status quo. So I'm not going to hear shit. I'm not going to yep. hear shit about, 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 uh, a, a, the, the CVS losing, losing, um, some revenue. Um, yeah, when, CVS, when people are fucking yeah. starving, when, when the, yeah, the person yeah. that, that, that stole that, uh, is, is a starving homeless person. I don't, I don't know right. what to tell you. Yeah. I think there's a bit of a disparity of outrage there to say the least. Um, Thanks for going over that again. Fantastic song. Um, was that the one you wanted to go over? Was the third? Was there a third one you wanted? If we to... have time for third, yeah. I just want to make sure I also get 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 our a little plugs in. But the third song that I want to touch on, I'll try to be concise with it as possible. Yeah, yeah. And I appreciate, but it's it's the the first song, so it's kind of the trio. Yeah, yeah. The, this is the trio, and and the the sequencing was kind of deliberately. We wanted the first three songs to really kind of kick you in the face as far as uh, yeah, yeah. We wanted them to be to be bops, but we also wanted them like commentary to really lean the fuck in. Uh-huh. And and the f- 516 is the area code for Nassau County, the county I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Um and uh I that song is a song that's about modern segregate modern and and historical segregation. Kind of the way segregation just kind of morphs rather than it goes away. Right. Um and and that's a song that um was kind of kind of born out of literally driving because the first line is driving through garden city and Hempstead, uh, Hempstead garden city, very, very, very rich, affluent white, uh, town borders, Hempstead, very black and Brown, uh, town community. Very, very, uh, uh, completely deprived of resources or, or attention. And, and these towns border each other. It's, 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 right. it's like literal, literal mansions. And then it, a literal train track. And then, and then just, you know, disrepair, like buildings in disrepair, schools in disre- disrepair. And, and it's born out of, um, when I worked at the ACLU, driving to work, driving through Garden City, to Hempstead, where I then would work that job, where I would then hear of all these, all these people that live in um, towns uh, in in different, predominantly uh, black and brown towns that that were dealing with issues of racial profiling. Uh, I'd read the newspaper every day to see different different ongoings and any anything. Um, anything going on that, that we should be, you know, made aware of or, and, and like reading deeply into like, sometimes it's, it's this town is, is installing new lights and it just, it turns out, Oh, the, that, that's a smart city design, which will also install cameras, which will also install, uh, which will also install, um, microphones in the, like, and, and, and the various civil liberties and civil rights concerns there. Like, um, right. But but like literally dri- driving through and seeing seeing just neighboring disparity, and and understanding that the only thing that allows that is the status is is the the both the both political and and cultural and the interconnection of those status quo, um, and and you know that that for me having a song that be because. 
wanting to play with the tropes of hating your town and hating like <laughs> all, pop all punk, this. Yeah, the pop punk yeah, yeah. juice right there. Yeah, tur- yeah. Tur- turning it on its head a bit by being like, yeah, no, I, I hate this town too, but because it's a fucking monument to racism. That's that's yeah. that's what I that's what I hate uh, about this. Actually, this is a fucking like fucked up Norman Rockwell painting that that we're living in right now. Right, um, right, right. And and I. I wanted a song that that like spoke that 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 just speaks to the observe and and especially like you know Long Island has such rich history of of bands and I love I love a lot of past and present Long Island bands but Long Island also is is birthplace to Levittown the kind of the the beginnings of suburbia and you know when they installed it they they also were rejecting the GI bill you know you you were not mm-hmm. allowed to if, if you served in world war ii and you came back um but you were black you did not get to have that american dream it had right. to just be it was just white folks and 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 we're we live in the echoes of that we live mm-hmm. in the echoes of that so 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 calling out that that that's not forever ago that 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 that's still now and and being like all right we're gonna we're gonna talk about long island let's talk about long island and uh i mean to the extent where it's not so long it's not so far ago that like the second verse uh starts driving through floral park a Mm -hmm. great place to live that's the that's the town i grew up in floral park that's what it's called and a great place to live is the slogan that's on Right, the, the town shine. There is a, a friend of mine, uh, some point during the Trump years, uh, pointed out to me. He was like, "Did you know that our school district was one of the last school districts in the country to uh, to integrate?" And I said, "No." Jesus. <laughs> and he sent me a, he sent me a New York Times article from 1985. Uh, oh that that yeah i'll send you i'll send you the link it's when you read it and when you read what what's being said by town by by parents at school board meetings about not wanting the wrong kids to be coming to school not wanting the wrong neighborhoods to be part of the schools um just saying that 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 they just they're, they're saying that it's just strictly a residency thing and and not not anything else they they just want to make sure that the kids who are there are supposed to be there. Um, it, it, and that's, that's 85. So the kids that were in school for that, the, 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 our, the kids I grew up with, my peers, their grandparents were the, the parents that were rallying against that. And their parents were the ones are, that were in the middle of that integration. Yeah. Integration. But it was not are, and 50, raised 60. Them. Yeah. 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 And raise them. And raise them. them. Right, so right. so it's a song wild. that's yeah. just about like this is here this isn't in a textbook this is here this is now this is not the deliberately black and white civil rights photos uh right you know th- th- this is not um this is is not remote this is now and 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 also kind of that's where a bit of the like if you don't participate in standing against this, you are signing off on its permeance. 
yep. on some level. You are you are you are accepting it. At the very least, you're accepting it if you're yeah. not fighting against it. Right. And and so like positing that it's here and kind of putting it on your plate of like the 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 chorus starts. Have you seen enough yet? This isn't new. You know it's there, but also within this song, okay, I'm pointing this out to you now. What? Right. And and uh, I think one obviously again another great topic that you guys cover. Like you said, these first three songs, man, it's uh goes just like head first into into a lot of heavy topics. And I think going into the weeds of that a little bit and how specific it is to where you grew up in those various communities. It's good for people to realize, you know, I think a lot of people when it comes to politics, when it comes to history and all that, they like to look at Southern states as the ones that had the problems. They'd like to look at exactly, you know, the liberal states. Like I live in Illinois, you live in New York, like people. um, Oh yeah. Some people feel Alabama. Some people are really Alabama core here. Yeah. yeah, Right. Well, Well, it's like, um, I left to work today. If anyone from work hears this, I'm tenured, you know, have, have fun getting me in trouble. Um, Deal with but, uh, it. But, uh, but, uh, I left work today. I'm in Northern Illinois. I walk outside of the school, Confederate flag hanging from somebody's house. Right. Which like I, the first thought I had in my head was like, what kind of loser flies a Confederate flag in Northern Illinois? Like who, who is that for? I don't understand. It's Whatever. a literal loser I, flag. It's a loser flag. You lost. Flag, what are you talking and you're about? You're not in the South. Like you're in the part that fought that. Like I don't it's even the opposite. understand. But anyway, you know, it's the opposite <laughs> of like when you're like a front run, like when when it's a front runner jersey. Like like you know, kids had. Well, not it doesn't apply to you, but like when I was growing up, kids having like Bulls jerseys or something. It's like yes. oh, you're a front runner, or like someone that's not in New England with the with the Patriots, and it's like yeah, yeah. this is the opposite. This this has no geographical ties to you, and it was a failure. What what yeah. is the what's the appeal other than first of all doesn't doesn't apply to the Bulls? I've got a Bulls flag up there. Okay, it doesn't apply yeah. to the Bulls because they they had six rings, right? But I do understand yeah. your point. No, but, yeah, yeah, because the loser. No, because it, it's not even a winner. My point is, it's not even a winner. It's it's you're repping a loser that you're not even yeah, geographically yeah. right, right, tied right, to. right, right. What yeah, I, just, is, I just had to sneak in that the Bulls are the best basketball team of all time. But I, I watched I watched Last Dance. I watched Last Dance for the first time. Absolute banger. Absolute banger. Amazing, amazing. I actually need to rewatch that because it's so good. I would watch it again. It's beautiful. I just not watched. Derail the conversation there. I didn't mean to derail it there, but yeah, I just we, had to make sure the most important point was made that the Chicago Bulls are the best basketball team of all time. That's, that's what this podcast is about. Yeah, whole podcast is about Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and how yeah. they're the greatest basketball team of all time. Right. All right. Um, thanks again. I'm just kidding. But th- thanks again for going over that. Um, I really appreciate your time. This has been fantastic. I think this will be the longest episode I've done, but I think every single moment of it has been. Uh, has been substantive, so I appreciate it. I think this has been fantastic. I really appreciate you. your time. Um, again, anyone that has not checked it out, which a lot of my listeners are not from the New York area, so hopefully this will get a few more eyes on your record, definitely check out where we've always been. There's a music video out for No Problem. Um, you know, the, the the band has has a whole collection of songs on here that I don't think there's a single filler uh, track, so make sure to check out each song. Thank you. Uh, I've got two last questions for you. Uh, mm-hmm. One is a fun one that uh, mm-hmm. I say half people like, half people hate, but it seems like a lot of people hate it. But I'm gonna put you on the spot with it, Ooh, and then I'll fun. have you just uh, pl- plug your plug your plugs and give plug, you the song plug, to play plug. at the end. But um, so the question I ask people at the end of every podcast is: Imagine you're 
you can either say it's for career day or you could say you're doing a new band, don't have the other members. You can add any other person into your band, living or dead. So it's a fantasy league band lineup. Okay. DH. It's kind so, of like a DH slash like a trade deadline pickup situation. Yeah, here. yeah, but there's no cap, right? Um, no there's, cap. There's no cap space, right? So, mm. so uh, who would you put in your band? Uh, you know, drummer, guitarist, bass player, keyboardist, theremin player, whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, just just label off who you would want in like your dream fantasy league band. I think. I think I would. I'm, I'm curious if this would be a who's going to control the rock uh, situation, <laughs> but but I feel like uh, I mentioned them before. I, I feel like Justin Pierre from Motion City Soundtrack uh, joining the band would be huge because it'd be guitar, another guitar and singing um headspace wise like that's the better that, that's the rings in the room type move you yeah, know yeah, what i mean yeah. you know what i mean that's uh-huh. that's the veteran he's old I, I saw that that he i know he's had uh much love to him i know he's had a, a rocky road health wise mm-hmm. last couple of years i saw friends of mine that once see him at, at a jason fest he was performing while while uh, he was using a wasn't playing guitar he just had a cane and he was kind of walking around looked very dr house-esque which very cool uh uh uh-huh. style points but that would be He's done it. He's been there, you know, stylistically he gets it. And he also has the yeah. veteran experience to lead us, yeah. lead us there, you know, cause, uh, I, th- that's, uh, that's who that's like, uh, when the heat got Shaq, you know, kind of, yeah, kind yeah, of vibes. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. 100%. That's or, or LeBron going to the Lakers, uh, right. this time. or right. I guess the, the Cavaliers too. You know, or the heat. yeah, 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 really, yeah. Any anytime he did a betraying situation, yeah. well, not betray, but wasn't betraying in 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 Cleveland, and I guess your mileage may vary on on LA, but um, yeah, but yeah, right, that's, right. That, that's the guy I go with. So you got, but you've got just, but who else would fill out the rest of the band? Oh, it, it, this is a fantasy band. Okay, yes, okay. Jeez. yes, yes. Damn. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we got him. Actually, I might kick out Justin now. Now that I know okay. what it is. Sorry, Justin. It's just that, you know, you're gonna want to write lyrics. I'm gonna want to write lyrics. I'm yeah, going yeah. to to Josh Kane. I'm going to Josh Kane from Motion City Soundtrack. Okay. Uh I'm going. And this is also just so that none of my bandmates get mad at me. Alternate universe, none of you were born. Okay. Right, exactly. Exactly. One hundred percent. Let let has let's no, get has that. No out bearing there. on your bandmates and, and how yes. much you love them and all that. Just just for fun. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think I would go, hmm, I feel like, see, it's like, I kind of want to say Haley Williams just because she's an amazing vocalist. But like, then what am I going to do? You know, then I, then, then co-vocalist, I, then, co-vocalist, there you go. You co- be come on. That, that's where it starts to seem like it's like the Detroiters episode. Not sure yeah, if you watch yeah, Detroiters yeah, yeah. where it's Sam and Tim and they're singing on a track and they're like, something's wrong with this track. And it's Sam's a good singer and Tim isn't. I, I you know, at that <laughs> point, I don't, I don't want to be in the studio and, 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 you know, I would be the Tim in that situation. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll put right, it up. Let, let me help you out with this then for a sec. All right, we we'll, we'll get back to whether or not Haley Williams can be in it. But you've got, um, you've got your guitar player. You could have another guitar player if you want. But who's your bass player? 
my base player. Uh, who's the, uh, this is, uh, oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Ian from Newfound Glory. He's, there he, you go. He's, he, he's, he's got the belly. We got, we got, we got yeah. the belly. We got the, we got the vibes. We got the Hawaiian shirts yeah. with the belly, you know? Yeah. It's that's, that's a hell of a vibe live. There you go. Th- that's a yeah, vibe. Classic, that, that's classic. a strong, that's a strong fourth line. Like that's a strong fourth liner. You know what I mean? Well, so that, far, that, that's you- a ca- energy guy. You've got uh, you've got uh, guitars from Motion City soundtrack, bass player from Newfound Glory, hell of legendary people to pick for the genre. What about the drummer? Okay, the drummer, the drummer. I think I'm 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 gonna go with um, Elijah from Proper. Uh, okay, uh, they're awesome, awesome dude, great great player, uh, and just like the the just endless. Uh, uh, weaving kind of like this weaving between discourse about music as music to the music as commentary to then just right. those commentary parts what, because 100%. because he's also he also works for a uh, uh, okay player he's a he's a journalist for oh for yeah, okay yeah, player. yeah yeah so so well, like that's awesome so like that that like would be really fun and and i guess uh you know what because i'm assuming Haley can play guitar as well. It's guitar and vocals, and and she do she sings the hard parts. We write songs, yeah, yeah. And she sings the hard parts, and I get to I get to do Adam Lazaro Mike swings when what to, to yeah. There to, you go. When, when, when you the going go. gets tough, when the notes get get really difficult, that's that's where I I offload the labor. So we've got we've got a super group involving Newfound Glory. Motion City soundtrack, proper, Paramore, and Career Day. I absolutely love it. It rips. It yeah, rips. And yeah, you know yeah. what? It's it's nice because that's again. Sometimes I do this with people, and they'll pick people from all these different genres in it. And you're kind of like, ah, good musicians. I don't know what the hell you'd play, but you know, this one it, it could you could pretty much essentially still write the music you're making and just have something have in the ballpark. You know, it's like L- yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The way yeah. like LS Dunes, everybody in LS Dunes. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's like a band where like oh, all of those what bands. <laughs> It's a great band, and it makes sense. But it's and because it makes sense, like all those people, any of their bands writing songs that borrowed from one of the guys in the other ba- uh, uh, in the in the other groups that are part of LS Dunes, it makes some sense. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, one hundred. Or their bands touring I, together makes sense. It does, it does, and it and it it, it works great. Great picks. Um, one uh, again, last questions here. Uh, Thanks for your time. Just list where people can find you, find the band, find anything you want to plug, and just tell me the song you want to play at the end of this. Sure. I think so. Uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for the, like when I when I when I saw oh this is a podcast that's about punk rock and politics. Oh, okay. Literally, literally the album that we just wrote. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. Right. I was like, I was like, perfect. Perfect. Uh, uh, so you can find us all our socials wherever the hell exists. If anybody hearing hearing this likes us, thank you, and has a blue sky invite, please send it to me. That seems like the, the the one that <laughs> might the one that might work. Threads just happened last night, like late last yep. night. 
like yep. in 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 I was one, one of like my, the like, first people on it for some reason. I don't know why, but and I, I was, was so <laughs> I don't know, but everyone's complaining about it. Yeah, people are seeing people complain so, about it and very lemming style joining it yeah. anyway. And then even though they yep. found out that if they delete it, they have to delete their Instagram. Like I don't I don't but anyway right now. <laughs> at at career day NY. Oh, you just found that out me telling you? <laughs> yeah. 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 God yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're locked in, baby. Zuck. Zuck. Sick. Zuck. 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 <laughs> uh, but, but like, yeah. So at Career Day NY, that's our Instagram. That's our Twitter. Uh, on Twitter, I, I, my, my, my personal's private, but if you, if you want to follow it, it's at Goldmember182. I used to have a different handle, but, uh, I was, uh, my account was nuked. Because uh, uh, a friend of mine said, "Hey, you need to listen to this podcast that has uh, uh, Jamie Eat World interviewed on it." And as a joke, which you can't do anymore, free speech is gone. Apparently, you can't say, "Hey, buddy, tell me what to do one more time, and I'll kill you." Uh, sometimes that gets your uh, that gets your your account uh, completely fried. I got to tell you, on uh, not to sidetrack here, but on Facebook twice in a specific music group I'm in, I would get into these conversations with people. We'd debate on an album or something. And one of my favorite albums is A Thousand Sons by Linkin Park, which a lot of people don't like, but I absolutely mm-hmm. love. And I got into it with this guy that I, I was I'm cool with. He's a super nice guy. We were just kind of jokingly getting into it. And I jokingly said, I think I had a couple drinks when I said this, but I jokingly said, um, if you keep bashing this album, I will light you on fire. And I, I got kicked off Facebook so fast. It was ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. They don't, you know? they don't January 6th took away a lot of fun, man. That was the end. I mean, it was already, we we're already in the tank there, but you really, you really couldn't be loose with your language. Uh, Can't on, tell people I'm going to be an arson on their body anymore. I don't know what this it's, is. It's not you fair. Know, the what woke happened? Mob what attacks happened? again. The woke you know? mob yeah. for sure. <laughs> Uh, but, but yeah, at career day NY is where, is where you can find us on, on social media, as far as plugs, uh, oh, and, and TikTok, which I'm going to have to start learning how to use, uh, you and me both. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's difficult, especially with trying to condense all of this into like, in, in a way on TikTok that doesn't like, you know, I'm fine with being like making light of myself or how serious sometimes things are. But I don't. Mm-hmm. There's a line, you know. There, there's like a, I, I kind yeah. of. It's kind of hard to maintain that uh, cachet, that maintain a a, a a comfortable level of, of respect with how TikTok seems to just be making funny faces and making like uh, making funny faces and and being so like aren't I so clever and ironic type of like winking at the you know right. uh, Bugs Bunny chewing on a carrot, aren't I a sucker type type shit like so i I have to figure that out because we are going on our first tour um and and and, uh and we will be just a it's just a mini run but that's what day jobs allow for out to the midwest chicago will be will be part of it hoping to not sure when this drops but we should be announcing it probably mid-july It'll be end of August. Um, but, this, but, this, this will be out after that, so you can plug it now. Yeah, yeah, no cool, worries. Cool, cool. So yeah, yeah, we, we are gonna be in. Uh, we are gonna be in Phil, just outside Philly, South Jersey, just outside Philly, Pittsburgh, 
somewhere in Ohio. That's that's the last holdout. Uh, and Chicago. We might have an off day, but we're probably gonna. Uh, we we might fill that off day with Indiana, but but we are leaning towards just having a day to explore Chicago, uh, the wonderful, wonderful city of Chicago. Very wrestling Agreed. oriented <laughs> city. Um, but but Where, yeah. Uh, so what venue are you at in Chicago? What's the date? Uh, it is August twenty ninth. Twenty ninth. Okay. Okay. August twenty ninth. Definitively August twenty ninth. Kitchen seventeen. Oh, nice, nice. Hell yeah. All right. Hell yeah. That'd so, be awesome if I can make it. I'll. I, I think I should be able to make it. I don't know what day of the week that is, but I should be able to head out there. That'll be that'll be great. It's Sweet. a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Um, I'll, 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 if find you can make it, it, it'll be it's the closest you know? show. Yeah. We'll be playing you for a little bit. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I try to make it to these, you know, I've got, what's great about this podcast uh, is how much I've gotten in connection with kind of up and coming bands. And whenever they're coming in town, I'm trying to make sure to have my schedule free to, to come out and see them. Cause it's like, you know, otherwise, you know, I've, I'm kind of, uh, I'm out of the, the live music scene a lot, so it's good to kind of do this to get back into it with, with, with some bands that are up and coming. So I'll make sure to try to make it out. So again, uh, make sure to check out Career Day, Career Day NY, right, on all socials. Correct, and correct. last thing, uh, what song are we playing at the end of this for the people? So, and to be clear, there are some some um, love songs and personal songs on there. Uh, shout out to my fiance, shout out to my family, shout out to my friends who put up with me. Um, but uh, in the in the spirit of, of this pod, the the next I think charged up political song is uh, "Party's Over." That one also could yep. use use some more listens. Uh, definitely a song about that's just explicitly about yeah no all the baseline like yeah fuck Trump is done because that guy's gone and the shit's the same. Right. Fuck yeah yeah that's a great great message and a great song. Um, absolutely love that song. I, I forgot to mention that one as well. We could have talked about that one, but I'm not going to have us go two and a half hours in here. We can talk about that another time or whenever you release new music. So again, we're going to put on parties over at the end of this on YouTube. It'll be the link at the end of this to go to after the video. If you're listening on Spotify, it'll be on right after this. Um, and again, uh, Desmond, thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate it, man. Mm-hmm.